Good morning. Maybe it's not morning for you, um, but it is for me. And I don't normally do morning recordings because I am not a morning person. I mean, I dreamed being a morning person and I've heard all the benefits of being a morning person and into all the things. And I tried really hard, but I just suck at it. I really do. It doesn't come naturally to me. I'm so much better off doing stuff at night. Um, but here we are because last night I passed out before I recorded the other one I wanted to. (laughs) So I want to talk about resiliency, which look at me in the morning at my opposite time doing a podcast. So resiliency is important, but I feel like we need to take resiliency into perspective with flexibility. You know, I could tell you all day long, don't give up. You're on this journey that constantly wants to defeat you. I've heard horrifying stories of people who try to take their own life rather than leave their abuser because they're so afraid of their abuser and or the rejection that they'll experience by other people in their life. And I think it's so sad. I think it's so sad that abuse drives this hopelessness. And that hopelessness wears away at your soul like freaking sandpaper until you feel like you have nothing left. And that is not the life that you have to live. Now, your abuser will always try to rub away at you. They will always try to take something from you to give it to themselves. Like how my abuser would try to take my smiles. If I smiled, he legitimately did something until I either yelled or cried. And it was awful. And I kind of got tired of smiling because I didn't feel like I had much smile about other than my kids anymore. And, um... I knew that he would take it when he saw it. And so it became really hard to smile. And I'm a really happy-go-lucky, bubbly personality. So for me to say, like, it was hard for me to smile, that's saying something, right? The onset of depression, the overwhelming feeling like you're never going to get out of this, right? And so I don't want you to get stuck there mentally, Like you might be in the relationship for a while. Like I said, I'm not going to judge you and tell you to leave. I will, one, encourage you to have a backup plan because those are awesome. Um, I encourage you to stash cash. If you have someone that you trust that can keep cash for you or you have a place you can save it in your own home that your abuser won't know about, then do that. Um, And then contact the domestic violence hotline. Always have at least someone you can reach out to in case things go sideways. And then beyond that, it's your journey. It's your ability to overcome adverse circumstances and build up your self-esteem and get to the place where you can confidently leave and be safe and have a healthy, happy, amazing life, okay? So while you're in it, you always get rubbed. Your your abuser's like sandpaper. Just imagine that. Every time you're trying to build something, he's rubbing at it. So the goal becomes to detach yourself as much as you can from your abuser and develop resiliency apart from them. So I spent less and less time with my abuser by focusing more on things that I wanted to do or cared about or told myself I didn't have the energy to do. I just started doing them to be away from him in my home environment. And I found things to smile about there. Like smiling and being happy in my home was not safe for me. And I could have given up and given up all my smiles. And I think for a while I kind of did. But I decided that I wanted to be happy and I wanted to enjoy my life. So I started looking for other outlets. And that's why I say the key to resiliency is also being flexible. Things aren't always going to work out the way you want them to. And they definitely won't work out perfectly. Like I said, 
you're going up against constantly rubbing sandpaper. Everything that you do will have this adverse circumstance rubbing it the wrong way as you try to grow. That sucks and it's hard, but I believe in you and I believe that you can do it and I want you to believe in yourself. So you are going to take start taking small steps of resiliency to not give up as long as it's safe. And I'm going to repeat that over and over again because only you know your situation. As long as it's safe, you know where to push back and you know where to develop your independence and your resiliency because your abuser always, 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 always tries to get you to give up everything but them. They want your central focus and all of your thoughts when they are around and when they are not around to center around them. So what you are doing is taking your thoughts to some of the things that you have lost or given up. One kind of awful example was that I used to volunteer and I loved it. I had finally, like for years I had volunteered with the kids and that's fun and I can do it, but it's not my favorite. Um, I have kids and I love them and they are my favorite. Um, but like volunteering with kids is not my favorite, but I feel like as a parent, if you go to a church or any other type of community place and other people are volunteering to watch your kids that you also should volunteer at least once a month to help watch children. And so I did. Um, but I had finally hit this really great stride where I was volunteering with this women's program. And there were these small groups that we got to do and lessons to help build up women's self-esteem. And, and I loved it. Like I had finally hit my sweet spot in volunteering. And there had been a couple other things where I was volunteering and all of a sudden my ex would magically have something to volunteer for the same exact day and time that I had been volunteering. And I didn't catch on. You know, people judge so hard at people in abusive relationships, but you just don't. You just think, wow, what a freaking coincidence. That sucks. And then, you know, he had this magical ability to make what he did sound so much more important than what I was doing. And he needed this for his career that he was building. And we didn't have money, so it was very important for him to build his career. You you get what I'm saying? And so I would just let stuff go when it was like this mom's group. And then, um, I don't know, there was something else I had been doing. And so... We got to this moment when I was having my third child, so I'm, I'm having my third baby, and that was another C-section, so there was a break in there, but actually fell in the break between sessions uh, for this group, and so I wanted to go back, but the whole point was someone would have to be with the kids. The baby was too young to take in there, which we could have, but it was late at night, and then you're running into all kinds of scheduling problems, and so... It was like that. Well, he had a little bit before started volunteering for the men's version. And so when someone had to stay home with the kids, he decided it would be me. And I just remember feeling freaking heartbroken. I had already lost all the other volunteer things that I did. They're gone. And here was like this one thing that I loved. And he took it. And so I started trying to do like little groups for my house and stuff like that, but then no one came. And uh, I had to be resilient because uh, it was something that he stole from me and it would have been really easy to give up. You see, people make resiliency sound so strong, but it's really not. Um, Resiliency is just choosing not to give up when it gets so hard that you think you can't take it. Like when everything gets so hard and so bad and... 
the easiest option would be to yield and to give up and to just drop it. You don't give up, but you have to be flexible. For me in that situation with no childcare, I couldn't continue that form of it. But my resiliency came out in all the different ways that I continued to try to reach out to especially women is who I was reaching out to at the time and just trying to build them up and their sense of security. And I would do that individually one-on-one. If I talked with people, I would do that if I ever got to do like a video or a chat. And so I held on to that dream and that dream has only grown. So like now I get a volunteer with a domestic abuse recovery services uh, program And so that's arms that are out of Washington. And so that's really fun. And so I'm doing that. I'm going back to school so I can go into what I love to do, which is what I talk about on this podcast. I do the podcast. So like my resiliency comes out in these ways that I'm flexible to still go after what I'm passionate about. And that's also accepting that some things didn't work. Now is accepting that in my situation then it didn't work, but I looked for outlets for the passion that I have. So I built that resiliency over time and you can build resiliency over time too. That means that there will be some things that feel like they fail. There will be some things that are taken from you, but resiliency is not giving up. So as much as all of these dreams to like help build people up were stolen from me, I would just continue to look for little outlets until I could find better ones, until I had my freedom and I could do the things that I longed to do. And so I learned to be flexible with how I overcome these circumstances. So it's not just like, oh, I didn't give up. Well, some things just fail. Gosh, I wish they made it easier for people to just be like, I failed. Great. You just found out something that doesn't work, which now leads you much closer to finding out what does because you've eliminated the things that don't. Like, I wish you could celebrate your failures as much as you celebrate your successes because regardless of the fact that it tastes like failure and that sucks hard, you're learning so much. And I really, 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 really want that for you. I want you to celebrate when you fail by learning that, wow, I found out that this thing doesn't work. I wonder what does. And it can get you so much closer to a truth that will help you. So you embrace these failures and say, okay, that didn't work. What will work for me? Right? And so I would go through a process of like, if I wanted to build people up, like one reason I did this podcast, because hello, pandemic, I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> like I couldn't go anywhere with my three kids and we were locked down. And so the podcast was this way of me hoping that I could build someone up and I, it worked for me. Like I was able to do it from home. Um, and I was able to fit it around the crazy schedule I have with the kids. Right. And so I want you to focus on that. You get to choose. You get to make it flexible for you. You get to overcome. And just because something goes quiet for a season doesn't mean it's done. You become resilient when you refuse to allow what other people say about you, think about you, to change the course of your life. Like I said, abusers like sandpaper, they're constantly rubbing you, trying to tear you down. You do not have to give in to any of it. You could sit here today and say, I'm done giving into that. And it'll be a challenge and you'll struggle. And there'll be times that you find yourself falling back down the rabbit hole. But guess what? You now have freedom. You get to, in your mind, start building something for you. 
and using that resiliency to get through the hard times and the negative comments and all the stuff that you never deserve to happen, but happen anyway. So you can settle into this really peaceful place of, I know who I am and I know what's important to me and life isn't going exactly the way that I had planned, but I'm not going to give up. And that's why I brought up doing something you're passionate about. Like it's really fruitless pointless. It's a pointless endeavor. It is an, oh my gosh, it's the most pointless endeavor ever to try and hope that you can be good enough to change your abuser because it's never going to happen. It's their issue, not yours. So I don't want you to focus all your time, energy, resources, thoughts, and happiness on that. I want you to dream about what you really want. Like, what do you really want out of life? What are you really passionate about? What do you really care about? When you go through hard times, you will fall back on those things that actually essentially matter to you. And so spend time thinking about those. Spend time separate from your abuser, and that includes your thoughts. Don't go out for that cup of coffee and think about them the whole time. Catch your mind every time, put it on a leash, and say, no, this is me time. I'm going to think about myself. I'm going to think about what I want, not the problems, not the limitations, just 100% who I am, what I care about, and what I want out of life. You might only be able to do that for two minutes where you have to leash it again and again and again, but eventually you'll get better at spending your thought process, focusing on what you want and you care about. And it's not selfish. It's actually an extremely healthy way to build up your sense of self-worth and self-esteem. And that's how you build resiliency just a little bit at a time. Doing these little things, focusing on what you need and want, focusing on what you care about, focusing on what you're passionate about making sure you're safe while you do it so you can actually have that progress, not having to go 18 steps back. And I believe in you. Some people will want you to fail. And it's a hard truth. Um, It took me a minute to accept that one, and I probably cried a lot because it sucked. But just because other people want you to fail doesn't mean you have to give them what they want. And they might enjoy it when you struggle and it's hard and you're going through that transition process and everything feels awful. Um, It might feel like they're gloating and they're enjoying it because yes, people actually do that. I know the world isn't this amazing, wonderful, idealistic place. Um, People will want you to feel and they will actually celebrate when it looks like you're feeling. Your job is to just not focus on them at all and just focus on you and what you want and what you need. And in time, as you grow your resiliency, As you're flexible, what they think won't matter anymore because one day they're going to watch you succeed. One day they're going to have to sit back and admit that they were wrong or remain stagnant in their stupidity, their choice. They don't control your life. And just because other people want you to fail doesn't mean you have to. And I did a really great survival skill lesson on being petty and using that pettiness And after this one, you should 100% listen to that because you need that balance when you're dealing with so much negativity or people telling you what you can and cannot do. So um, yeah, embrace some of that pettiness if it's going to give you fuel for the fire to keep going when you feel like giving up. Essentially, you're using every tool in your arsenal to become more resilient and stronger and not give up so that your abuser cannot take from you something that's integrally yours. This is you, your life your heart, your dreams, your desires, because you matter. And I just want you to start respecting and loving the hell out of yourself. Like, I just want you to love yourself so much 
that you take this time and that you honor your resiliency and you celebrate your small successes and you embrace every minute of that, become flexible when things don't work out instead of being like, oh, then I give up completely. It obviously doesn't work. No, find another outlet. That's like literally the best way I can describe it. Find another outlet. Like it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that that path or that form of doing it may not work. Like how many milk cartons do you think that they test out um, before they pick a milk carton? And I know that sounds dumb, but all of you know that there's nothing worse than rotting milk that's leaked to the bottom of the fridge that you didn't know about. So like, how did they find the shape? How did they decide? I'm sure. And and I could be wrong. Like, it'd be better if I used the light bulb because everyone knows Edison and what he did. But I feel like milk cartons gave you his life a lot of times. Uh, 